Hey everybody, welcome back to a uh, another edition of Warrior Talks. This is Sean. And this is Matt. And uh, it's been a couple weeks for me, so mm-hmm. it's good to be back. Uh, I was kind of chomping at the bit to uh, sit down with the microphones and just talk to you. Yeah, it's it, it feels like it has been forever. I think everyone was trying to enjoy the Christmas break and the holidays. How and was all that your good break? Stuff. It was awesome. I mean, I stayed plenty busy with basketball, and then my sister flew in from Charlotte. I had family in and out all the time, and... You know, friends in and out of town, as yep. we'll get into here in just a yep. little bit. But yep. no, the break was awesome. How was yours? Mine was amazing. Uh, week off of work, just hanging out with my family. So really, it was a, it was an amazing time. We are, by the way, watching the Saints Panthers game as we record. Saints just scored a touchdown. I wanted to go whoop, but not uh, figure without you knowing. <laughs> That's your guy too, Teddy. Again, he is also on my daily fantasy. There league you, right that, now, that. so that could have been a. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> sorry, we we digress. Um, speaking of your buddies in town, uh, I'm so glad that you guys got a chance to kind of relive some Danville glory days. I listened to the pod; it was a great episode. You guys had a lot of great conversation. What's been the feedback? Uh, we'll just start <laughs> with that. What's been the feedback? Uh, the top 10 list. It's been all positive. Obviously, we knew we were going to get some people that were like, hey, why didn't you put this guy on the list? Or why why wasn't this guy? Or, you know, and this. But I keep telling you, it's like, that's the beautiful thing yeah. about a list. I mean, it yeah. just kind of sparks a conversation and uh, debate. And it was one of those things, it's like, trust me, we, we probably spent a good hour to an hour and a half talking about it before we even yeah. recorded. So, which, which, if you've never done a podcast or anything like that, that's actually what makes the episode even better Yes, is when you're more prepared, unlike some of our episodes where we just <laughs> sit down, hit record, and hope for the best. Um, is, there a, is there a you wish you could go back and change, just you and me personally, right? Like right. you, Matt Stewart, do you wish you could go back and go, you know what, this one, I don't know, I didn't feel good about it, this is how I would have gone or... Me personally, like if this would have been like my personal top ten list, I would have put Neil Malloy in my top five. Uh, even though he was only a one sport athlete, I think I mean he won state twice, and right. I think he was runner up one other yeah. year. I mean I think he qualified for state all four years. Like that, uh, yeah. that is just one of those things. Like that, he would have been in my top five. Where in my top five? I don't know. I probably could have put him, you know, three, four, five, probably. Right. But it's like. It was hard for me to leave a state champion off the list. And I would totally agree with you if I had been a part of that group. I think I would have fought hard. And I might have gotten overruled as you did. Um, Because when you think about this question, and it's weird that when we talk about high school sports, everybody gets focused in on multi-sport athletes. But when you talk about the greatest athletes of all time, you're talking about individual athletes, like individualized sports Athletes, right, and and that was kind of the thing. It's all about whatever your criteria is for that greatest athlete of all time. If you if you like the multi sport athlete because it showcases more of a versatility, right, as an athlete, that's great. But if you know you like, hey, you know someone that we didn't even mention because he only played one year at uh, Danville, a guy named Jordan Widener. He was uh, a senior with Travis Carroll when we went to semi state. He was one of the just freak athletes yeah. Danville's ever had, but then again, but he only played one sport and he was only here one year. But right. It's so right. it's where you want to define that balance, I guess, as far as what you consider the greatest athlete of all time. 
I, a lot of guys in the group weighed heavily on those multi-sport athletes. Right. So some guys were even kind of mad we put one sport athletes on the list or even mentioned them. Right. So, but it it was all in good fun. Yeah, it, totally. it was it was awesome. So, so the I think maybe the question some of our listeners might have is. Will there be a uh, girls list? Yes, we we are tentatively scheduling one for later on. We're gonna try to get you know feedback from you know current coaches, past coaches, yeah, uh, uh, people that have just gone to school. Uh, Jess, obviously, she has a lot of insight as far as female yeah. athletes goes. Uh, we're gonna try to put together a really good list for this and. Uh, hopefully get you know a few former uh, women Good. women athletes to come on for that one I as like well. It. So. I've, I've got a, I've got a, at least one name in my head, so we're gonna hope that she makes your top ten. Okay. Your top ten list. Um, awesome. Well, we're glad glad you guys did that. It's cool for me. You know, I'm not a Danville guy. Uh, not grew up Danville or anything like that. I've lived here for seven years, but um, it's cool just to kind of hear some of that. That history. And, yeah, and, and that. It, it was so much fun because we you get to hear stories. Like, you got your Heisman moments, kind right. of, you know, the big plays, you relive them. Some right. you don't remember and some you don't know about. And the guys right. were just <laughs> coming out there. Trust me, there were some stories we <laughs> we didn't get a chance or didn't want to air. Yeah, but that just yeah. were, they were just awesome stories, yeah. like, about these guys. And I d- kind of just put a bow Please. on it. Yeah. Uh, the, the one biggest complaint I got was all outside of one, they were pretty all, all the athletes were in with like a six yeah. year span. Yeah. And we're talking about 18 years right. worth of athletes. But I, I kind of, it was one of those is like, I tried to look back at as many, even the recent ones. Right. And we didn't find that many multi sport athletes because I think we talked about this really early on in the pod podcasts like multi-sport athletes are kind of at least for a span there were like a dying breed yeah like you were one maybe to the three sport athlete is almost completely right unheard of yeah it's i guess it's not in vogue i guess i don't understand it but so with our guys you know if you weren't that at least two sport athlete I mean, I know. Shot. I know you were a multi-sport athlete. Yes. And when I was in high school, I just played football, and I feel like most of the football players when at my school were football only. Really? Uh, maybe baseball. Okay. Like, like, but I don't remember many of them playing basketball, and I just wonder if at that time the the Kool Aid was like you've got to focus and specialize on this one thing, where. And I don't know what the shift has been right. to change to this multi-sport athlete. And I know we've had a conversation about multi-sport athletes before and how we, we probably both agree that it is vital. Like just right. just as a development, uh, just growing as a man or a woman, right? Not, right? not just going on to the next level, but just as you are growing. So I don't know. I don't know when that shift happened. I, I don't either, but kind of the one thing we always talk about is like, if, if you look at the professional level, the highest level, even, obviously professionals only play one sport unless you're, you know, you're Deion Sanders of the right. world. But when you look at it, most people, at least from my perspective, would say the greatest athletes in the world are basketball players. I feel that way. Yeah. I don't know if you feel that way. But when it comes size, speed, strength, uh, 
you know, the hand-eye, everything that you would uh, characterize in well, an well, athlete. Well, it's hard because you can't take a you can't take the same bolt. Who Correct. Everybody's like, oh, you got to get him on a soccer field. Well, you 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 just can't take speed right. and place it in a different arena and hope for the same exact outcome. Right. And and that was kind of the thing. So if if you notice, I think um, I think there was only there were two guys on our list that did not play basketball. So eight eight of our top ten were at least a basketball player yeah. in some respect or another. And I think that kind of follows suit just where we feel like basketball players are some of the, the better yeah. athletes, not to say that any yeah. other sport aren't great athletes, right. but we felt like the cream of the crop at least played basketball. Obviously, we had the wrestlers in there, and we right. had a water skier, which was right. – I was I was really pumped because I know Kale, and yeah, I was really pumped to see those guys really want him on the list right. and give him the credit that he was due because he was. He was a really good athlete. Right. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for that. Let's, uh, let's dive into – just a recap of what's been going on. We're really going to just look, try and look back at the last week of Danville sports. Um, county tournament was going on for the yep. boys and girls. Uh, Matt, why don't you give us a rundown of what happened with the boys? Well, on the boys' side, it, it didn't go as we wanted to, but uh, on Tuesday we got beat by a very good Brownsburg team who ended up winning uh, the county championship uh, last night. Uh, it, it was a rough first half. Um, I think anybody that played, all the coaches, anybody that watched the game would tell you the same thing. But I'll give our guys credit. We fought back. We tied it up late yep. in the third, early yep. fourth quarter. And they, they, I think they were just a little too much. We got beat by a good team. We didn't play our best game. And that's kind of the bittersweet part of it. It's like you don't play your best game and only lose by eight. But at the same time, you can look at this like, look, look we didn't play our best game and only lost by eight. Right. So right. it was kind of the same thing with, you know, our other two losses against Plainfield and Crispus Attucks as right. well. It's like you didn't play your best and you were right there. Right. So uh, it was a tough loss on Tuesday, but we came back yesterday morning. So we're recording this on Sunday. So yesterday morning, Saturday, 10 o'clock game, no one's used to playing basketball at 10 o'clock in the morning. So it was a rough start in the first quarter, but our guys finally got their legs underneath them yeah. and realized that, you know, they were kind of the better team and we uh, handled Cascade pretty well. So yeah. it, one and one overall, not the results we wanted, but as Coach Barber said, we, we got better. Right. So um, that that's all we could ask for. Cool, very cool. Girls basketball, um, they they had a chance to play in a tournament before county, uh, the Eastern Green Tournament, um, and they were the tournament champs of yes. that. So congrats on that. And then I don't think that they had the uh, county tournament that they were hoping for as well. No. Uh, came out with a third place uh, victory. They lost in their first game to... Second, second game. So they... Uh, they won their opening game on Wednesday night against Cascade. Yeah. Uh, a team they'd be earlier in the year. Uh, so then they played uh, Brownsburg, who got the bye um, on Friday night. And it was one of those games, like, I know how certain teams feel now. Uh, Jess and I were at the game, and it was it, it, it was really sloppy. Um, Brownsburg, another good team, obviously. Yeah. And not not the game Coach May wanted, but uh, yeah. they, they fought. They, got, they kept fighting. They didn't just – 
and you know right. mail it in or anything like that. Right. But well, but to even turn around after a disappointing loss yes. and then get to a game against Avon, which right. is never a slouch, uh, but to be able to beat Avon to win or to get third place uh, is how they finish their tournament. Then uh, moving on to boys and girls swimming, both teams lost to um, Crawfordsville. And then uh, against Southmont, the boys lost to Southmont, and then the girls were able to beat Southmont. But before we move on, we want to really highlight a, a, a diver by the name of Dylan Porter. Um, he had a phenomenal night at Crawfordsville. Yeah, I mean, Crawfordsville is one of those, like, those, along with baseball, when you think about Crawfordsville, you usually think about their swimming program, kind of, I mean, similar Carmel, almost. Yeah. Like, they they are the cream of the crop in the conference, especially uh, even on the state level. And Dylan Porter went over there and set a uh, school record in the sixth dive. Yep. And also a pool record over at Crawfordsville. So that it was a huge accomplishment for him. Yeah, he uh, in his last dive got tens on every uh, every judge. That's incredible. So um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's been neat to see all of these. As Matt and I have kind of tried to highlight all of the different athletes, all the different sports at Danville. Um, I feel like this is maybe one of those stories that we would have missed. Yes. Uh, potentially, and I think I would have missed. And to be able to just laser in, focus on each individual athlete and in, in, in sport, uh, congrats, Dylan. Man, that's pretty awesome to be able to have that. I mean, I have a, a definitely respect for divers, especially. Yeah. Like, I still get stressed and, like, anxiety yeah. when I see divers because I, I feel like just at any moment they're just going to hit that board and it's like – it uh, it just stresses me out. So just to have that kind of confidence and right. just concentration about what you got to do and yeah, it's it, it's very graceful. Like it's just awesome to see. All right, very cool. Um, let's turn ahead to the uh, the calendar. Looking at this upcoming week on Monday night, boys uh, basketball freshman team have a game at home against Cascade. Come out. Support the Young Warriors and that Coach Matt with, uh, <laughs> he, he always just loves a good crowd. Yes, I mean, everybody loves a good crowd, especially freshmen uh, at any level. Correct. I mean, they, they, don't, they don't get that crowd very often. So, so we'll yeah. assume that they're in the auxiliary gym? Uh, yes, we'll probably be in the auxiliary gym, barring anything going on. But yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Then on Tuesday night, uh, we have a lot going on at home. This is actually one of those amazing nights for you. To come out and support many different clubs or teams, uh, boys and yes. girls swimming have a home meet against Tri West that starts at 6 p.m. And then there's also uh, wrestling matches against Arlington and Northwest. Um, those are at 6 p.m. I believe the wrestling is in the main gym. Yes, they'll be in the main gym. And wrestling is one of those they they participate in a lot of invitationals and tournaments and like that. So when they have these like dual and three way meets, typically. Danville doesn't host a whole lot of them, so this is a really good opportunity for anybody that enjoys wrestling yep. or doesn't get a chance to see these athletes from yep. uh, all the time to get out and really see uh, what they're made of. And then on Wednesday, uh, the JV wrestlers are, are going to participate in their Sagamore uh, Conference Invitational. Uh, that's the only thing we have going on uh, on Wednesday night. That's going to start at 5 p.m., uh, 
double check with the uh, athletic office about the location yep. of that. Uh, I'm not real sure. And then on Thursday, it's a it's a it's a packed Thursday night. Uh, boys and girls swimming. They are having their conference uh, invitational as well. That's going to start at 5:30. With you know, with it being conference, well, that's going to carry over into Saturday. It looks like. Right. So it's going to be a two-day thing. Um, again, check with the athletic office about the location. And then basketball is back in action uh, with the freshman team traveling to Southmont. That'll be at 6 o'clock. And then the JV uh, boys and girls will be in action. The girls team will play at 6 o'clock at home against North Montgomery with the boys to follow. That's interesting because then on Friday we have yeah. more North Montgomery boys freshman team uh, basketball travels to Northmont at uh, 6 p.m. Girls varsity is also at 6 p.m. I would assume boys are in the auxiliary yep, gym and their field the girls yes. would be in the main gym. And then following the girls uh, varsity match is the boys uh, at 8 p.m. also at Northmont. And then wrapping up the week on Saturday, we have uh, more swimming. Uh, this is the Sagamore Conference invite. Uh, I believe that However you qualify on Thursday will determine what you do on Saturday. So uh, good luck, Warriors, on that. And then wrestling also has a Sagamore Conference invite as well. For, so, for those, again, just as Matt said, if you're interested in going and you don't know where they are, call the athletic office. They are super helpful in letting you know what you need to do. A lot of conference uh, meets between wrestling, swimming, and diving, and then just some head-to-head conference matches, uh, obviously with basketball in North Montgomery, and then swimming with uh, Tri West. So a lot of you know familiar opponents this week. Uh, always need good crowds out there. Uh, so come out and support. How are, how are the girls doing in conference right now? Uh, the basketball undefeated? team. Uh, I believe they're undefeated right now. I know they've played Lebanon, uh, but they haven't. Uh, Lebanon and South Montgomery. Uh, I don't know. Uh, if they played anybody else. But, yes, they're undefeated in, in their conference schedule Kay. right now. Awesome. Uh, all right, man. Well, let's kind of take a turn. You know, we're in a new year, but, you know, NFL season's still going on. College football is wrapping up. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Did you watch any college bowl games? I did not watch one single college bowl game. Uh, one, I don't have ESPN, so yep. that's a struggle for me. Yep. Anyway... But I really didn't miss it. I'm not huge into college football. Yeah. Like, I'll watch. I use your Hoosiers. I got my Hoosiers. A bowl, would you have made priority to watch that? Probably, yeah. I would have tried, you know, barring the, you know, the basketball schedule and stuff like that. I would have tried to watch that bowl. But the bowl games, I, I, I think it's just oversaturated and yep. just, you'll get. Everyone says, well, you get those great games. It's like, yeah, but if you have so many, you're going to get a pretty good game every now and then. But, no, I didn't watch any – I didn't even watch the college football playoff games. I didn't watch either one of those I'll tell you what. I mean, you know, obviously Ohio State, you know, beat USC handedly. That was a great game. That was my team, though. Obviously, I'm going to stay up and watch that. But that first game – Georgia Clemson or Georgia uh, Oklahoma Oklahoma. was awesome. That's what I missed. You missed a good game because in that game you had everybody that's that you had everybody in it, right? You had nobody sitting out, and I think that's one of the issues that we've got with college 
football right now in the bowl games. And I agree with you. There's oversaturation. Um, and so guys are not playing anymore because they realize it means nothing. Yeah. So, but anyways, the uh, Georgia OU game was awesome. Not how, I mean, I, I don't know. You feel bad for OU, kind of, but I mean. <laughs> kind of. Let me ask you this. Uh, college football has a weird play or weird overtime where they place the ball, I believe, on the 25-yard line, and each you know each side gets a, gets a shot. Right. Uh, do you like that? Do you I actually it's more per- NFL style. No, I prefer I prefer college style. Um, I think you could probably move it back, maybe to the 35 or 40. Um, so it's not an automatic field goal, even if you go. Yeah, at least out. at least make them move the ball a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I prefer it. I mean, it gives everybody a shot. You know exactly what you have to do. Yeah. Um, and I do like the two-point conversion. Like, they're going to make you win the game. Yes. Like, yes. It's like, so yes. I, I, I enjoy college over uh, the NFL rule. Okay. Like the overtime rule. I don't but think I, I disagree. I don't think I disagree. Okay. I don't think I disagree. I do appreciate in the NFL that they did give the opposing team the opportunity to get the ball back if they hold them to a field goal as opposed to just sudden death, whatever happens, happens. Right. The NFL is better than what it used to be. Yeah. But the fact that the game can still end in a tie... That, you... I agree with that. That's just too much. It's like, just... Just get it over with and let let's go. I agree. I agree. Uh, So, NFL playoffs are going on right now. Like we said, we're watching Saints and uh, Panthers. uh, It's a 7-3. I don't. Did you get a chance to watch the uh, amazing barn burner of a game, <laughs> the Jacksonville Jags versus the uh, Buffalo Bills? I did watch the end of it, and I think I saw Lewis Riddick tweet on uh, that they set the passing game back about a hundred years yeah, in that yeah, game. Yes. Uh, not the greatest, you know, executed game, but I. I heard Blake Bortles get interviewed after the game. He's like, you know, we made a bunch of mistakes. We didn't play very well, but we got the win, and that's yeah. all that matters. So, in the end, yeah, yeah you're I right. Mean, Jacksonville won. I so. don't, I don't think I've ever watched Blake Bortles play to watch Blake Bortles play. <laughs> um, but watching him, he certainly cannot get it done with his arm. And I don't know if that's him. I don't know if that's his team, his offensive line, his receivers. No clue. But. Right. He did get stuff done with his feet. Yes. He, he kind of had this like mentality of like the world is mocking us, rightfully so, but we're going to try and do everything we can to win. So yeah. and that, if we can find a silver lining, that's probably it. Yeah, I mean, it's bottom line. Let's, let's just win the game. Yeah. And that defense is unreal. Jacksonville's defense could, can win them games. Are they – can they Steelers. win them? Can they win – well, they beat them earlier in the year pretty handily actually yeah. too – and it's like one of those like I would are they love nothing more? <laughs> I know you would, big fan. Uh, now, okay, so let me ask you: Were you actually yeah. rooting for the Bills in that game, or or did you have no rooting interest? In I had that game? no rooting interest because it was the Bengals who put the Bills right. in the playoffs, and then the Bills fans, which is this yes. is a, a great thing yes. that they did. Bills Mafia, yes, the Bills uh, fan base donated. I think a I think lot the, of money. it was they ended up raising like three hundred and forty five thousand yeah. dollars for Andy Dalton's yeah. uh, charity. Yeah, a lot because, of money. You know, so 
you know, they I, we I, kind of make fun of all this stuff, yeah. but in the end, that's just something great that happened because of it. Well, that story sure makes the uh, the videos that I saw earlier today <laughs> better of these drunk Bills players jumping off RVs onto uh, tables. <laughs> so so yeah yeah. Anyways, I I don't I didn't care. I didn't care. I, I feel like the AFC is a dumpster fire. Outside um, two teams. Outside of one team. And, <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. Say, so, I mean, yesterday, the Kansas City Chiefs, did you watch that? Uh, no. Uh, so, Jess and I were occupied with the county yeah. tournament oh, pretty much right. all day, and then we went out for friends' birthday. But we were kind of keeping an eye on the games while I mean, we so were the out. Chiefs, I mean, looked like they were just dominating. It looked like Tennessee had no reason to be in the playoffs. And then all of a sudden, after halftime... I mean, Marcus Mariota just kind of woke up. I mean, just some fluky plays. I don't know if you got to see. Uh, he tossed the ball, like, on a red zone play. Guy deflected it back into his hands. He caught it and got right. a touchdown. I don't know how you consider that a reception. I guess you do, but... Well, if a receiver would have caught the deflection, yeah, they would have got yeah. credited for a reception. And, so, and, so I, I don't know. It was just crazy. I know that people were going nuts over some... Instant replay stuff. I don't. I don't recall what it was. Ah, that's nothing new though. It's just amplified right. because it's in the playoffs. Correct. But and then, I, well, I think it is the Travis Kelsey injury didn't. He, so he didn't play at all in the second half, I believe. Yeah. So that hurts an already kind of. I don't. I don't want to say stagnant yeah. Chiefs offense, yeah. but ever since week five, the Chiefs offense hasn't been great by any stretch. I so. mean, I don't recall a Chiefs wide receiver's name. Besides Dwayne Bow, like Tyreek Hill, come on, man, give him, give him, give him credit. He had a great uh, year. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't know. I did not even watch the Falcons Rams game. I was kind of pulling for the Rams, and I was surprised to see the Falcons win. I wasn't. Uh, as much as they struggled, they pretty much have the same team back. I mean, Super Bowl, you know, they lost, but this is yeah. They know what it takes in the playoffs, yeah. and. The Rams, basically, second-year quarterback, first playoff game, yeah. rookie head coach, yeah. first playoff game. Really good defense, yeah. good playmakers, but I think the playoffs are just I'm a different... certain they were trying to tank this year. Like, it, it was one of those... The, the playoffs is just a different beast. Yeah. So, for the Rams to get in there was great, and they looked really good, but it's tell, just... Tell me where this irony is. I saw a tweet uh, mocking the uh, Rams owner who said something to the effect of, we just don't have a true home field advantage. <laughs> and it's just like, you big idiot. Like, yeah. Why did you move your team away You're the one, from yeah. your home field advantage? Yeah, that was your home field advantage. You can't get anybody there because, I mean, there's n- those aren't your fans. Your fans you left in St. Louis. Right. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how St. Louis Rams fans felt this year. Like... Were they still following the Rams? Were they the diehards? Were right. they just bitter? Right. And, like, were they happy to see him lose yesterday right. or anything like that? But, yeah, I'm with you. That's just, you know, you took away your own home field advantage. Right, like, right. So. But, uh, so but both road teams won yesterday. Yes. The Titans and the Falcons were both. The dogs. Won. Yeah. The dogs. So, so Jacksonville, you know, kind of changed that. It looks like the Saints... Uh, they should roll over the Panthers. Panthers have looked terrible all year. I don't know how they made it. They're they're a different team with Luke Keekley out there. Uh, if he's not hurt or concussed, more right. specifically, their defense is actually really good. 
but this this Saints team, as an Eagles fan, they're the scariest team out here. Agreed. Um, Agreed. I mean, thankfully you won't get them at home unless uh, something crazy happens. Well, well no, as I, an Eagles fan, you would never get them. Yeah, we're going to be home throughout, which is the only thing going for us right now. It's going to be bitter cold yep. in Philadelphia, so that's going to help. But this Saints team is the most complete team. Like I, at, so you get either one of these two teams. No, the Eagles will be playing the Falcons. Oh, they get the Falcons. They get the Falcons no matter what, because the how the NFL does is they, six. Yeah, they they reseed. So whoever the lowest seed is is who the Eagles were going to play. So yeah, they're going to get the Falcons, which I'm not super stoked about that yeah, either. Yeah, I understand. But, I understand. Do you uh, feel like it's the NFC's year? I don't. I still don't. I still don't. Like, as bad as the AFC is to top to bottom, the top is still really good. Yeah. And we're going to get into the whole Patriots thing here in a minute. But right. the Patriots didn't need any more motivation, per se, to you know for a playoff run, a right. Super Bowl run. <clears throat> They're, to me, I'm going to take Brady and Belichick every no time. No matter what. They were my preseason pick along with the Packers. Right. Uh, obviously, Aaron Rodgers getting hurt completely changed that. Right. But I'm going to stick with them. Like, I love my Eagles, and I hope they make it. Right. I still think the Eagles can make the Super Bowl. Well, you know, they lose Carson Wentz, so that makes it hard. I mean, regardless, I know. Sorry. It's okay. Um, So, Pat's, you know, big story this week. If you've been living under a rock and you don't follow any kind of sports media whatsoever, uh, Patriots kind of uh, look like they potentially could be imploding. Uh, Belichick wanted to keep Garoppolo... Kraft wanted to keep Brady. Brady obviously isn't going away. Is there a bad guy in this? I don't think. What well, I think whoever leaked this information is the bad guy. I think there's. I, Jimmy G. I, me, me personally, I think this is sour grapes. Yeah. From someone, it could be Brady's trainer who Belichick basically threw off right. their campus for the most part. Right. Not allowed on the field and stuff like that. Like to me, this is sour grapes because even when the Garoppolo trade happened, Belichick came out flat out as like, "Look, we loved Jimmy. We we wanted him to stay. It just wasn't sustainable with Brady still playing. Like right. we were gonna have to pay two quarterbacks a ridiculous amount of money, right. and we couldn't do it. Right. Like that. That's just the way it is. He understood it was a business decision. He did. He he. I, he, I think he would be the first one to tell you he didn't want to get rid of. Right. Garoppolo, right. but it was just that was the move they Belichick, had to make. Saying, Belichick, yeah, sorry. So I mean, like I think the interesting point of view, maybe from the article, was that Belichick wanted to get rid of Brady. I still find that very hard to believe. You, like I, from a man who has made his name known of getting rid of players. Right, he knows when to pull the trigger on when to get rid of a player. Don't get me wrong, but. Brady's still playing at a very high level right now. Yeah, do you, I, I, I can't. I can't bring myself to believe that. Do you? He, he's. See, I think I. I find myself, you know, thinking that Belichick wanted to get rid of Brady, and and it's from a pride probably perspective of like Belichick right. wanting everybody to know at the end of the day that it was his team, that it was him that made all of this happen. It was not Brady. You know, Brady definitely had a hand in it, but, like, he wanted it to, at the end of the day, when football lore was being written, to be known as Belichick's team, not Brady's, Brady's team. team. Right. But I think they're at the point, like, this, I think this would have been made more sense on that front if this would have been, like, three or four years ago. 
But they are so tied together now that it's not going to matter. Like, it will always be Brady and Belichick, not or. So you think it's coincidence that they also got rid of Jacoby? Um, For nothing? Hmm. Got rid of Jimmy G for nothing. I mean, a they got the second round. round pick for Jimmy G, which I is mean, I mean. So, but the Browns were probably we heard you know that they were offering the first and the third for Jimmy G. I don't know. Ah, the the Brissett thing is very interesting now because they they had to know going going into this season that they weren't going to be able to keep both of them past this year. Yeah. So the fact that they got rid of Brissett before they got rid of Garoppolo is interesting in the fact that they they knew they they were going to get rid of one of the other two at some point. Or I don't know. This That's is, weird. It's very strange. So this is a question I would love any Colts fan listening to us to give me some feedback if because right now the Colts are looking for a coach. If Bill Belichick left New England, would you take him as your coach? This is outside looking in yep. as an Eagles fan. Colts fans would be jumping up for joy if Bill Belichick was their coach. I don't, <laughs> I don't care what any one of them says. They'd be lying to themselves if they weren't. He is probably the greatest coach to ever coach. Yes. At least to this point. Yes. Like, they... They would roll out the red carpet, you know that scene in Aladdin, yes. elephants. Yes. Running that. Yes, that's exactly what it would be like if Bill Belichick came, yeah. came to Indianapolis. Yeah. Parade, floats, elephants, magic carpets. Everybody be ripping the sleeves off their hoodies. Yes, <laughs> it would be. Yes, that's exactly what Colts fans would do. And if they say no, they're lying to themselves. I would agree. I would agree with you. I think you know what's interesting. Again, this is all regurgitated from other stuff that I've read or listened to. But I mean, it's also interesting. Like like Belichick is right now getting ready to get Josh McDaniels out of there to prep him for another head coaching position. Uh, now I think I think Indianapolis is is McDaniel's best choice. If you have a healthy Andrew Luck, if I understand, I understand. I'm going to be more optimistic. Okay, fair. I'll be more optimistic. Um, you know they have the second round pick, correct, or the second second overall pick? Uh, third, third. Is it the they, third? I think they ended oh, up so with they're the behind third Cleveland and New York. Um, you know both Cleveland and New York need a uh, quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, I think that there is a, uh, a potential opportunity for the Colts to get Saquon Barkley. Yes, who I think I think that's a, a, a no-brainer to me. I know I know a buddy of mine, Zach, said that they really need to look for uh, Chubb, the defensive guy. Right. But whatever, whatever, whatever. Eh. Anyways, Josh McDaniels potentially coming into a healthy Andrew Luck, Saquon Barkley. I mean, and his offensive mind, it could be a great it could be a great deal. Yeah, and. My thing about the Colts pick, if I'm a Colts fan, like I want them to like I would want the Colts to take Saquon Barkley. Here's why. Chubb is not that can't miss prospect on the defensive end. Right. Like there's plenty of guys that you know you can get second, third right. round that could maybe do like he's not a can't miss defensive end. I personally feel like Saquon Barkley is in an offensive-driven league, yes, 
You need more weapons. When you watch, when you Andrew watch, Luck doesn't have him. I I like Frank Gore. He's well, Frank having, Gore's gone. Yeah, put he, it down right now. He's not a cold next year. Yeah, and Mac is he's he's great. He's he'll be a great second right back. Right. But you bring Bar- Barkley in. He's he's just a playmaker. He. he you can put him back to return punts. You can put him right. in the slot. You can well, you match him what, up with you guys. You look what Ezekiel Elliott did to revitalize the Cowboys. Right. I mean, I know the Cowboys Offensive have line. a lot of pieces. I get that. I get that. And the Colts do not have an offensive <laughs> line. But, I mean, just that freshness of a rookie running back who is phenomenal. Now, if I'm a Colts fan, if they take Chubb, I'm not mad either. Yeah. So, I, I, th- I personally would rather, if, if I'm a Colts fan, I would rather him take Barkley. But right. Chubb's a nice second option. Right. Well, let's uh let's kind of just get out of football altogether I'm in. and I'm talk about a sport that you and I may have not ever talked about. Probably not, at least not on air. Not on air. Uh Tiger Woods golf. I mean like he, I'm a golf guy. He he's such a polarizing character. Right is making a comeback more so than last year, right? right. Let's, let's call last year a, uh, a sneak peek, um, something else, I don't know what else. Uh, but this year, it just looks like things are lining up for Tiger Woods to potentially be able to compete in at least Augusta. Yes, and I think, honestly, that's probably the one major he can probably still win. Um, I'm not sure about the other ones, unless it's at a course he's really familiar right, with. The Open would probably be challenging. Yes. Um, but the Masters, you know, they basically changed that course because because of him. Like, they tried to tiger-proof it, right. more or less. But he's, you know every bump right. on it. Right. Um, like, it's just one of those. that That's the one he can still win, on, probably on a year-in, year-out basis. But Tiger, I, I'm a Tiger guy. Like, I love Tiger Woods. Yeah, from the beginning. Yes, and because I so I I didn't really pick up golf till I was probably like twelve years old. Yeah, and like so twelve years old, so nineteen ninety eight. It was about the time I really okay. started, and that's when Tiger really was getting right. on the scene. Right, it's like he he had this fire about him, very competitive. Yeah, and you know like he like that's what I wanted was to be. Was your dad into golf? Uh, did you have anybody around you that was in a golf my like, uncle watching Mike. PGA? Yeah, my uncle Mike was a big golfer, and I, had a, you know, but that was about it. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the guy who kind of taught me, Frank Hansen, gave me a few lessons when I was younger and first started picking but it you, up. But, but neither of those guys really influenced who you. Like, no, like no, no, for no. me growing up, you know, I was a huge Freddie Couples guy. My dad loved Freddie. Um, I did not like Tiger. Really, I did not like Tiger. Until maybe this year, and there's and there's just this sense where I feel bad for the guy because I mean what could go wrong has gone wrong, yes. and anything that he's done has been drugged through the dirt. You know what I mean? And yeah, deservedly so. Yes, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not saying that like he is a saint by any stretch, but there's a, there's a part of me that just like roots for the redemption story over yes over anything else, and I I'm I am hoping. For a redemption for Tiger Woods. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, he, he made his own bed. Like, yeah. that that's what he got into. And 
I think that's part of why he won't win as much as he will now. Right. Because before basically that, you know, turning point, right. it was he was golf, 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 cutthroat. I'm gonna put as much time right. into golf as humanly possible, and I'm just I'm gonna just rip through the tour. Right. Now he's trying to repair not just his image, he's trying to he's trying to, you know, spend more time with his kids. Yeah. Be more of a dad, and you know his niece is on the LPGA tour, yeah. and you know be supportive there, and you know just try to do other things. So his con- his full concentration isn't on golf like it used to be. Yeah. But I appreciate that about what he's trying to do. So I- I'm with you. I'm rooting for Tiger. Yeah. Because like you said, like y- you almost feel bad for this. Is the, yeah. This is the first time like that that's happened. So uh, do you think? If you had to put money on it, would you put any money on him winning any tournament this year? Oh yeah, I think he'll win at least one. Okay. Like he'll he'll pick and choose, especially yes. those ones yeah. like he he's very familiar with one. I mean, there's tournaments out there he's won five, six, seven times in his career. Like right. he he'll just go and play those courses really well, and he'll give himself a chance and. Like I said, if if there's one major, it's the Masters. And I, if I were to look at Vegas odds, and he tell he says, "Hey, I'm going to play." Right. I bet he's top ten. Right. Top ten odds to win, possibly depending on how he plays going into it. Okay. So I mean, yeah, I think he'll win a tournament this year. Awesome. Um, let us let let's move into just real quick, just kind of looking back at sports history and this is very small history in comparison to some of the interesting things that we've come up with but this past week was three years since a guy named Stuart Scott died of cancer and if you don't know who Stuart Scott is he is a, he was an anchor on Sports Center for a long long time um, I, I mean Matt I don't know if you remember yeah, him yeah. growing up I remember uh, just watching uh, you and I grew up in the time where Sports Center was recorded once, and then it was it Just was replayed over and over and over and day. over again, and and I don't know why I did this, <laughs> but I remember watching like like you know we we've got this forecast for ice and snow tonight, and I remember you know being so excited about potentially having a snow day. So you, you, know, you wake up summer. early, and this was like uh, I was talking to somebody about this like. You kids have no idea what it's like to wait for a snow day. Like, we had to get up, we had to turn our TV on, yes. and then we had to read the line underneath. And if you turn it on, I went to a, uh, my school district was Northwest. You turn on your your TV and it's uh, o, o or P schools, you're like, I've got to wait this whole time Another until 10, my 15 school. minutes. Right. So, um, anyway, so I, I remember just watching... Sports Center, and you, you would watch one episode, and the same exact episode would come back on, and you just keep watching it over and over and over again. I just I was enamored by him, uh, loved his commercials, loved yes. his catchphrases. Uh, one you know one of my favorites is uh, "Cooler than the other side of the pillow." Oh yeah, it's great. Everyone still uses that. Correct. Like, it's just it, it is. It's part of like I don't know, just sports vernacular now. So yeah, I love that one. So if you have not had a chance to watch his speech at the ESPYs uh, right before he passed, I would really encourage you, go on YouTube, look up Stuart Scott uh, ESPYs speech. It is motivating. It is, it is challenging. Uh, no matter where you are, no matter who you are and um, in, in what, what you're doing in life, just, it's just a great story, great testament 
of what true strength looks like in the face of uh, of cancer. Yeah, and it's. It, I always look forward to uh, Jimmy V Week. Yeah. Uh, during the college basketball season. Yeah. And they, I think they do it a couple times a year. I yeah. think or something like that. And you know, Jimmy V's speech is yes. like that. That that is one. It's the bar. It's the bar. And then you watch Stuart Scotts, yeah. and it, it gives that those same feelings and emotions. And right. like you said, it challenges you, and it. It's it's very humbling. Yes. Like it's just yeah. Stuart Scott was, uh, I don't know. He he's one of those guys like our generation just yeah. really know who he is. Yeah. Like uh, here recently, we just had Dick Emberg uh, uh-huh. pass Correct. away. Um, and Chuck Sager a year ago. Yeah. So Dick, it, like Stuart Scott, and you know the Scott Van Pelts of the world, and you know even Mike Greenberg, like. There's a core guys at ESPN, like certain generations really respond Trey to. Wingo. Trey Wingo. Those guys, like the Howard Cosells and right. the, you know, the Marv Alberts and the right. uh, Bob Costas is right. the guy I'm thinking of. And, but that's what Stuart Scott was to us. And it, it was, yeah. I, I, uh. So Matt and I, we both love podcasts. Um, obviously, we're doing a podcast, but we also listen to podcasts a lot. Um, have you listened to, I, I want to say, it's Bill Russell interviewing Bob Costas on The Ringer? Or on Bill the Simmons, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Simmons interviewing Bob Costas, yes. That is phenomenal interview. Unbelievable. If, if you think Costas is just a, a somebody you laugh at, uh, you don't know anything about the guy and just how talented he is. If he's just the Olympic, he's beyond the pink yes. guy's story. You know, he's what I done mean? it. He's done it all. Yeah, like Bob Costas has done everything. Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you. I remember listening to that one, just thinking about like all the stuff he's done and who he's worked with and the guys he's interviewed and you know the shows he's right. done and the shows you probably don't know he's right. done. Right. <laughs> and just yeah. It's, I, yeah, that's he's awesome. I love Bob Gosses. All right, man. So we're kind of winding down. Let me let me just uh, we'll we'll segue out of our podcast with this. We have a few weeks, like a couple or maybe a couple months, until your next big dream movie comes out, which is Avengers: Infinity War. May, like, I think it's mid-May. I okay. don't know the exact date. So there, there's a challenge that Matt's got going on that he's doing himself. I'm going to join him. I'm already a week behind, so I've got to watch two, two movies this week. This week. Um, what's the challenge? I know you can't probably do it movie by movie. Correct. It, it, it's a challenge because uh, Black Panther uh, is right. one of those that falls in here, but it comes out in February. So uh, the challenge is, so starting that very first week of the new year, so if you go back last week, if you watch one Marvel movie a week, week, all the way up, by the time you get done, you will end up at Marvel or Avengers Infinity War. Okay. So very quickly, like the first four or five movies I can do pretty much off the top of my head. So I started with Iron Man yesterday, so that was my first one. Then you go Incredible Hulk. That's with Ed Norton. Yep. For those of you keeping track out there, <laughs> that's with Ed Norton. Then you got Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain. Captain America, and then the first Avengers. So those are your first six. Wow. Okay, so those are your first six movies. If you can get a hold of them and you want to go along with us, yes. this would be awesome. 
anybody that wants to do this challenge with us, we are more than happy. Uh, and we'll probably maybe, hey, if you're lucky, we may discuss a few and kind of just yeah. build up to this. I like seriously, I, I I get giddy, I get chills every time I watch the the trailer for it. Like I'm so ready for well, this I've, movie. I've watched the first trailer, and that's all I'm gonna do because okay. I enjoy I enjoy the 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 surprise. Yeah, I I don't blame you. I I I get that part of it, but it's like, man, I just yeah. uh, I love it. And like I said, Black Panther is one of those you want to see when it comes out. So you'll have to see that in February, but then you can get back on track. Do you have with to? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, it's dude, the it's the last dude, movie leading up am, to it. I am like, pumped. Yes. I am pumped about this aspect of Black Panther that Kendrick Lamar is producing the soundtrack. Hey, I think that makes that makes it even better. Oh yeah, I I think Black Panther could potentially be my favorite one up to now. And we're talking 17 movies. Yeah. This is 10 years in the making. 2008 is when Iron Man came out. 2018 obviously is when it's Infinity incredible War. foresight of any of any movie production company ever. And it's it's not even close to being done because with the uh, recent merger with uh, with uh, Disney buying twenty uh, first century Fox, yeah. they now got the movie rights back for X Men, uh, Spider Man, or not Spider Man, uh, X Men and the Fantastic Four. So I mean. I an uh, article I read uh, said that Kevin Feige, who's basically in charge of this entire operation, yeah. said they've already planned out like twenty more movies. Oh my gosh! It's comic book nerds like myself. I won't say I'm a comic book nerd, but I'm a comic book movie yes. nerd. Like this is ah, this is going to be awesome because now the X Men are going to be kind of back into the fold with but, you know it, Avengers and stuff like that. It's going to be awesome. We'll we'll end with this last question: Are you fine with them redoing the X Men from the beginning? I'm okay with it as long as they don't acknowledge what they've already done. Like there can't be any acknowledgement of it. I didn't mind some of the old X Men movies. Yeah, but. Like I said, I'm a little bit of a nerd. Some of the storylines they did in the X-Men movies bothered me a little bit because they were so far different from the comics. But... uh, I still need to see Logan. Still need to see Logan. Um, The only thing... The greatest thing... They... X-Men had two of the greatest casting, like, markers ever. Yeah, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Yeah. He will always be Wolverine. Right. No matter how good the next guy is. Right. And Patrick Stewart yes. as Charles Xavier. Yeah. Like, those were the two greatest casting things they, they did. So. Yeah, I think uh, Michael Fassenbacher. Fassbender. <laughs> I think, you know, he was a phenomenal young Magneto. Yes, I'll agree with that. Um, not transcendent. Right. Um, like you said, for Patrick Stewart and, and uh, uh, Hugh Jackman. So, yeah. All right, guys. Thank you uh, for paying attention and hanging out with us. Love, love, love this opportunity every week to get to do this. Hope you guys have a great one. Peace.